What's up, everybody? It's Mikhail Casanova coming at you with another episode of Decked Up, a tech and gaming podcast. Yeah, I finally decided on the name I want to go with. But uh, yeah, today we're going to be talking about a couple of things that popped up this past week within the you know tech space, particularly the handheld gaming PC space. And uh, we're going to be talking about Deck HD, which is a new $100 uh, screen. That is 1200p that you can put in your Steam Deck, and we can finally have full HD. And I've got some interesting thoughts about that because this is clearly an enthusiast type of device, but you know, it is what it is. Um, so we're going to talk about that. I'm going to give a breakdown and then ultimately give my opinion on this and where I really feel like this fits in the general um, mold of all the stuff that's out for the Steam Deck. And on top of that, the other thing I want to talk about is the live stream that Asus did a couple days ago where they answered um, majority of the questions when it comes to, you know, the Asus ROG. Now, this live stream, I believe this live stream was roughly, um, let me go ahead and click play, muted. So this is a... 57 minute long stream and they covered a lot of things and uh, I guess some opinions on that I basically broke down the talking points and so I'm going to skim over that that way you don't you know we ain't got to waste our time and you know, y'all can get in and out get the information you need and go about your day so we're going to talk about that and um, I think the last thing we're going to talk about uh, we'll, we'll talk about you know uh, Breath of the Wild uh, <laughs> Actually, Tears of the Kingdom hitting over um, 10 million units sold in three days, which is absolutely crazy. So, yeah, we're going to talk about all that and more in this episode. So if you're watching the video version of this podcast, then please make sure you, you know, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, like, share, comment, and subscribe if you haven't already. If you're listening to it on audio podcasts, you know, the audio formats. Or if um, you look at the video version of the podcast on Spotify, or if you're listening to the audio version on any of the podcasts and outlets we're on, then, you know, definitely make sure you follow the podcast and let us know what you think. So all that being said, also, if you want to support the show, we got Patreon, we got channel memberships, got all that good stuff. So, you know, all that helps out the channel and uh, the podcast as a whole. So. Let's go ahead and dive into the first topic, which is none other than the this thing right here, deck, deck HD. So we're doing a screen share. That way you guys can see it. Um, and we're pretty much just going to go through it. So it says, experience unseen detail. Unleash vibrant colors. And uh, they use the European uh, spelling for colors instead of the American, which is uh, I think this might be a European company. So it says, our screen upgrade takes your Steam Deck experience to a new level. Enjoy a breathtaking 1200p resolution upgrade from the standard 800p combined with vastly expanded colors. And um, we're going to check it out. So I'm assuming on the left is the standard Steam Deck layout or screen. And then on the right is the upgrade with Deck HD. Now, 
And it says, uh, get more out of your game, 1920 by 1200p. Uh, jump from 800p to 1200p with deck HD experience, a definitive boost in clarity and detail that enhances your index gaming experience. And then it says, uh, 95% of SRBG, uh, SRGB uh, experience true color brilliance. Our displays offer an improved color gamut, surpassing the original Steam Deck spectrum, enjoy richer hues and deeper contrast. And it's got an anti-glare glass standard. Deck HD screen is glare-free as standard, a feature usually exclusive to the highest end model, but, oh, or I threw in the butt. There's no butt there. But it says, uh, play with clarity in any lighting condition, free from unwanted reflections. And then they do a spec comparison and uh, we're going to look at that. So um, when we're comparing the specs of these devices, uh, or the screens, or rather, so we're going to go ahead and, um, you know, we're going to look at this. So, the you know, Deck HD is unofficial 1200p um, display. So the Deck HD is designed as an alternative to the Steam Deck's original 800p screen. Uh, under, you know, it's under development by London-based manufacturer, FX Technology Limited. So it's priced at an estimate of about $99, and you can uh, join the wait list if you want to pick one of these up. And it says, it's a, you know, it's a 7-inch Deck HD screen pledge surpasses native Steam Deck display, not just in terms of resolution. So if we look at the Deck HD display specifications versus original Steam Deck display, um, you know, we look at, you know, okay, so features... So it's 1920 by 1200 resolution on the Deck HD, whereas the original is 1280 by 800. And then um, both are 7-inch IPS displays with uh, sRGB coverage, although on the Deck HD is 95% sRGB uh, coverage, whereas on the original is 67% sRGB. And then uh, we look at uh, brightness, so both are about 400 nits. Uh, brightness, both are 60 hertz. Uh, refresh rate, and they both have the anti-glare coating. So if you're curious about the differences, right? And then, you know, diving further, a little bit further into it, so... The Deck HD, although it's you know unofficial, appears to be a significant upgrade to the original Steam Deck's display. display you know, it's offering a superior resolution to sRGB coverage. However, I would say that people should take into consideration potential compatibility and warranty issues before opting for replacing the stock screen that comes with the Steam Deck. And you know, I have a number of reasons for this because, first off. You install this new screen, one, the battery life on the Steam Deck is already going to take another hit because now you're going to be going from an 800p screen to that 1200p. And that's going to, you know, if you're going to play the games in a higher resolution, although I think a lot of people are still going to opt for, you know, 720, 800p or native resolution as of the Steam Deck and just enjoy the more vibrant colors and visual splendor that comes with it. I still feel like ultimately this is going to make the battery take a bigger hit than it already is. Cause okay. Imagine playing a triple a game that's more recent, you know, some like Elden ring or, um, 
the uh, Uncharted Legacy Collection. You're looking at those, and or even the Spider-Man games. Now I'm picking, you know, the big hitters here. You're gonna be getting those, and we already can get like an hour, hour and a half, maybe depending on what we set our TDPs to, and on all the other uh, settings, and that's what you're gonna get. Now imagine this brighter screen, more vibrant screen. Well. The nits are about the same, both 400 nits. But this more vibrant, higher-resolution screen, that's going to draw more power. So yet battery life, you might shave off. If you're getting an hour, hour and a half playing Elden Ring, you're now probably going to get anywhere from 50 to maybe 40 or 30 minutes because of the power draw for that screen. And, you know, so the Deck HD screen, aside from supporting a 200p resolution, it does provide 95% of sRGB uh, coverage, so significantly higher than the original display, 67%. So luminosity and refresh rate are on par with the original, boasting for an initial brightness and 60 hertz respectively, and an anti-glare coating only available standard on the Steam Deck's 512 model also comes with the Deck HD. While the release date for the Deck HD is yet to be announced, there's a wait list for potential buyers that they can join. So the projected $99 price tag is subject to fluctuation based on the global economy and component pricing in the upcoming period. But it's crucial to note that there are potential drawbacks to upgrading the Steam Deck to the 1200p display. So one primary concern is that the AMD Zen 2 APU may find it challenging to handle the increased resolution, which you know possibly affecting gameplay enjoyment. And then the high resolution could also compromise the battery life, like I was talking about earlier. So additionally, as Deck HD is not an official Steam Deck component, its usage might void the warranty. So if you're interested in a you know a handheld gaming device with a superior resolution display, you know the ROG Ally. That's a viable alternative. You know, it's a 1080p screen. is brighter, more vibrant. And then you've got the stuff like with INEOs and the OK Zoe's and all those other ones. So those are alternatives. Um, yeah, and, and also with the ROG Ally. And I'm not trying to be one of those people who's just hopping on ROG Ally just because, like, that's the new trending thing. Like, I'm, I'm covering it. You know, that's it's a topic to cover, but that does have 120 hertz uh, refresh rate, and it also has a faster processor than the Steam Deck, and you have the benefit of Windows 11. Although a lot of people seem to be saying, oh, Windows is terrible for PC gaming in that form factor. And, you know, we've run into issues before with that, with the other devices that have come out, but nonetheless, at least in this case, you know, diving into utilizing Deck HD is, it's yeah, that's going to, you really run the risk of that, you know, like, just voiding your warranty. So, you know, and this is all they have is this, this, this main page. There's really nothing else. Like, if you want, you can join the wait list. You're just dropping your email. You can go from there. But beyond that, yeah, this is all the information that they have is just here. And I mean, they have a Twitter. If you want to check that, check them out on Twitter, you know. But uh, other than that, 
that's that's just about it you know you eat there's not really a whole lot of information i know a lot of people have made videos covering it especially a lot of the steam deck content creators and some of the people in tech space but yeah that's something to consider like if you're really looking at doing this for your this honestly to me this is more of an enthusiast thing and i wouldn't recommend anyone modify their steam deck to put this in unless you you're good at you know doing your own type of repairs and whatnot you understand soldering and you are confident in your capability of installing this um for anyone else who just wants a higher resolution on the steam deck i would say wait for steam deck 2 or whatever the next iteration is going to be or check out some of the competitors rog ally ioneo you know gpd win the aoki zoe like there's so many different alternatives that are out there that I don't think personally for me, this is worth it. Now I'm not even interested. Like, if this is sent to me, which I highly doubt, I don't have any affiliation with this company. But if this would be sent to me, if I had a dummy Steam Deck, I'd probably do it just to test it. But for my Steam Deck and my, you know, and Lehua's Steam Deck, my wife's Steam Deck, yeah, it. it I don't I don't see a point in this. Um this is purely for the enthusiasts. And that hundred dollar price point is probably gonna be at the you know, probably like an early bird special. I can see that price going up from there. And just another thing too is just looking at how uh people are <sighs> I, I, you know, some of the coverage I've seen for this, a lot of people have not really talked about the potential of how this voice the warranty, because this is not a company that, that Valve is working with. So if you, you know, install this in your Steam Deck and something goes wrong, I would not expect Valve to do anything to fix it, because this is definitely going outside the warranty. So, yeah, I... I don't know. I mean, I, I've seen folks get hyped about it because they're like, this is, you know, it's cool that they're doing this because a lot of folks now get the chance to, you know, have a better device <laughs> overall with the Steam Deck. Like, hey, I got to, you know, you don't need the ROG Ally because now you can have a better resolution screen. And I'm like, that trade off is not worth it. There's too many cons with that. Until Deck HD gives us more information than what they are currently giving us, I, this is, I would not bother with this. Maybe keep an eye on it and, you know, wait till someone like Jerry Rig everything does his tests and see how durable it is or some of the other Steam Deck folks. Yeah, for me, no. I have no interest in this at all. I'm, you know, no. <laughs> I I don't even see the point in doing something like this, but I'm sure there are some enthusiasts out there that they just want to do this. Like, I don't know. It, it's not for me, you know, and I'm not going to crap on anymore. She's not anyone who might be interested in this, but for me, it's just, it's not, it's, it's not a, it's just not. Anyways, um, moving on to the next uh, piece of uh, piece of news. We're going to be 
hopping in and showcasing this uh this this uh stream that was done by rog so we got uh solid jake gg and witson gordon and basically or witson gordon i said witson but yeah it's witson gordon so basically with this event um they were showcasing and talking about, you know, quote unquote, answering all your questions when it comes to what was going on. I probably got to stop it because it's probably doing too much for um, how I'm trying to capture all this, like trying to play this and run all that at the same time. But anyways, so this event happened uh, a couple of days ago and it was about 57 minutes long. And basically in this thing, they covered a lot of different talk, talking points. If I count, I wrote down all of the talking points that they covered in this, which I, I'm going to see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 different um, main talking points that we're going to cover in this uh, in this portion here. So. The ASUS ROG Ally Q&A key points, uh, the takeaways that I was able to, to to get. So they were asked, is there going to be like a potential Black Edition released? And they gave a nondescript answer. So basically they said the, the team indicated that there's a possibility for a Black Edition, but they didn't give any definitive answer. Uh, the White Edition, they did claim is, uh, I guess is so good that it doesn't leave fingerprints and then the chat was which is interesting we can talk about how the chat was uh doing this live stream because i watched it when it was going down live and a lot of people in the chat were incredibly disrespectful and it was constant questions of you know in comparing it to the steam deck and i understand people want to ask those questions because they have you know they, they need answers like hey is this really better or equivalent to or exceeding the Steam Deck? Very valid questions. But the problem is in how people go about asking questions. And, and we're just really in this age where people really don't know how to talk to others. And they don't realize how rude and disrespectful that they're being. So a lot of people in chat were very rude, disrespectful, in my opinion. And asking questions that they should have known that you know, these two were not going to answer at all. They they couldn't. They, you know, when it comes to really talking about a lot of competitors, especially with an event like that, and they were already curating the questions and a lot of repeat questions, you know, a lot of people wanted to... It was just a lot of nonsense. But anyways, you, you can ask a question, and it can be a tough question, but you don't have to be disrespectful. That's long and short of it. Anyways... So yeah, um, the other thing, so the sticky button issue, and that's something that some of the the people who have uh, pre-release units, some of the content creators have that. They did state that they were having issues with some of the buttons sticking. I know Lions Tech Tips talked about it, and uh, some of the other creators did as well, but Dave2D didn't report that having an issue whatsoever. And so... Um, they their answer to that question was that the sticky button issue reported by press and content creators has been resolved at the factory level. 
for future purchases. So for any one of us that has pre-ordered the ROG Ally, they have basically said that we're not going to run into that sticky button issue. And I kind of feel like if we do run into it, it's going to be more of a case-by-case. Like some people are going to have issues with, you know, buttons or any other issues with the device because when you order, you know, you we run into, like, case in point, I've got the Switch OLED, right? This is, the you know, before we got all the different custom uh, variations of the Switch OLED, I got this one launched with Metroid um, Dread. And mine's had an issue with the Wi-Fi card, which just stopped working, and the power button on it so recessed that it just didn't work at all. So I had no way to wake or sleep the Nintendo Switch OLED. And so I ended up having to send that out twice to get fixed for two different things. One, the Wi-Fi card, then two, the recessed power button. So I say all that to say that regardless of what these companies try to fix when it comes to quality controls, and the reason I keep looking at my watch is because right now Wario64 is doing the thing he does every time around 7 o'clock as I'm recording this at 7 p.m. Uh, Saturday, May 20th. And round about that time, Warrior64, if you're not following him on Twitter, make sure you do that. Uh, he's posting out crazy. So I'm like, try to make sure I'm not getting distracted with other things. But yes, um, I, I do. Going back to the whole sticky button issue, a lot. It, there are going to be some people that are going to run into that. The other thing they were asked is about the joystick latency issue because some reported that there was latency in you know input latency when they were playing with the ROG ally. Now their answer, and you can take it however you want to take it, but these are the answers that they gave is that the team investigated complaints of joystick latency, but they were unable to replicate the issue. Again, expect issues when you get a first generation product, it might just be there. <laughs> All right, so they were asked about how to do video out, where the docking solutions that are available for the ROG Ally. So, um, and a lot of people are curious if some of the docks that they purchased for the Steam Deck, could they turn around and use them theoretically with the Asus ROG Ally? So the ROG Ally is compatible with any external USB-C docking station for video export to a TV or monitor. It should work theoretically with any Steam Deck dock or PC documentation. So if you have, like I've got endless amounts of Steam Deck docks, you know, that I should be able to literally just plug them in and use them and go from there. So, you know, I, not only do I have that, I, I also have these USB-C hubs that have video out capabilities. So I'm covered. And if you have any of these, you're covered too. I don't know if, and I don't know if any of the creators that have reviewed the ROG Ally or that currently have it, and this is an opportunity if any of them have it to, you know, if you watch this podcast or listen to this podcast, probably test this out, but test out the official Valve doc for those who have that. And maybe that's their only doc and see if, the ROG Ally can work with the official dot. That's something I want to test out when mine comes in next week. But uh, as of right now, I don't personally know if it is something that is currently, you know, if the ROG Ally can work with the official Steam Deck dock. 
But as far as any other dock, apparently it'll work with it. Now, they were asked about capture car compatibility, and the their answer was if the ROG Ally can use any capture card with the USB-C input or utilize Wi-Fi 6 or an Ethernet port to send an NDI signal via OBS on the ROG Ally to your computer that you're going to stream with, and you can capture content that way. Now, again, NDI, NDI signal, you're going to get a bit of latency there. You know, when you're capturing for it to reproduce within OBS and also for those who are watching it. Um, so, I mean, that's an option, but I'm just going to use, like, I've got my capture cards already. So I'm like, I'm not even stressing about that. I mean, it's a full feature computer. Like, I, the question is kind of silly because it is a full Windows 11 device, but I guess, you know, People are going to ask that anyway, and they want to get that cleared up so no one's confused about that. But um, they they also said that uh, it supports, um, it, it does have its own built-in software within um, the Asus Armory Crate, which allows for native gameplay recording and screenshot capture. So there's also another option, too. And then given the fact you can use OBS, you know, Streamlabs OBS, if you want to use... Uh, uh, XSplit or whatever capture software you want to natively on a device to capture. Although I would still try to have that offloaded on another device so that you're not um, stressing the ROG. I mean, I know it does have the DDR5 RAM, which is really great, for, you know, for multitasking. But still, I just don't want to put that much stress on it. So if I can offload capturing to another device, another computer. That's how I would personally go about it. Now, they were asked about dual boot capabilities. And to dive into that, um, they did say that the... Uh, so they said that uh, the, ROG, the ROG Ally can dual boot as is, you know, it is a fully featured computer. However, Asus technical support will not assist with any other operating system that's not factory installed on it as it is, which is Windows 11. So, you know, and then the follow-up to that is, you know, SteamOS, you can install it on there. That was demonstrated by ETA Prime. You know, if you haven't watched him already, such as channel, watch him, amazing content creator. Uh, but Asus won't provide technical support if you... Like, they're not going to support you at all, but if you run into any issues with SteamOS on their ROG Ally, then hands in the air. And, you know, I, I saw people in the chat that were really annoyed with that, but it is what it is. It, it's one of those things where I'm like, well, why should they support SteamOS? Especially with all the marketing of it being Windows device, so... You know, that is what it is. But yeah, if you want to install another OS, you can. Just understand that any issues you run into, uh, they're not going to take care of it. It's crazy. My cat, every time he takes a crap, he like scratches at the, the, the litter window so heavily like he's trying to just destroy it. And he's broken the door off a lot of times over that. I don't know. It's a whole separate tangent. Anyways, getting back on topic. Um so people want to know more information about the Armory Create SE software. So 
their answer was that uh, the Armory Crate SE for ROG Ally differs from the laptop version or the desktop version, but um, th this one is specifically made and tailored to the ROG Ally. Although, if you want to use the standard one, you can download that from the you know Asus ROG's website and just start utilizing that on your Ally if you prefer that. But yeah, they do have a custom one built specifically for the ROG Ally. And uh, as far as support, people had questions about it because you know we already know when it comes to Steam Deck how you know Valve has amazing customer support. So any legitimate issues you run into with your steam decks like overheating fan issues um sticks buttons whatever os generally valve will take care of it. like they've got such a great reputation with us steam deck users um and there's a line of communication that we have with them so asus they uh so they said they pledged robust support for the rog ally so that's including regular GPU and Windows updates, as well as Armory Crate updates, and potentially up to three years. They did not dive into too deeply into like if you do any type of modifications, swap out fans, swap out the sticks for like um, the Hall Effect sensor sticks, or for, you know from Gilly Kit, they didn't dive into if you switch out the buttons or anything else, you swap out the hard drive. They didn't state that if you do any of that, that they're going to support it. They kind of skirted around that. They're, they pledged pledged support, and I'm not doing that to say that they're lying. You know, the quotation marks in my fingers for those who are listening. I'm not saying that they're lying. I'm saying if you're deciding to go outside of the standard use case of what the average consumer would do with it instead of us enthusiasts who like to tinker, I wouldn't expect them to have anywhere near the level of support for the ally that Valve has for the Steam Deck. So keep that in mind. I would think basic things they'll take care of, but be anything beyond that, I wouldn't hold my breath too deeply. And I don't intend to do a major tinkering with my um, ROG ally. So that's me. Whatever you're going to do with yours, you can do with it. Um, they were asked about BIOS accessibility. So they did say that the BIOS is accessible, um, allowing secure boot to be toggled on and off and boot sounds that can be also turned on and off in control. So we curious. There you go. VR compatibility. Uh, they did state that the ROG Ally supports VR. And this was extensively showcased by uh, Blunty. I don't know if you guys have uh, seen the YouTuber Blunty, but he did. He's probably done some of the best coverage overall. And I, I, as much as I love ETA Prime, and as much as you know, I love watching The Hungry Gamer, I have to say that Blunty has done the best because you know, he, he doesn't want to bore you with graphs and charts and all that. And I know some people like that type of information because, you know, the tech enthusiasts and nerds out there, like a lot of us get off on that. But, you know, some of us just want to see it in action. And I think his approach was great because by just showing graphs, you're going to turn off a lot of people. Like if someone's casual and they're looking at, hey, I just want to know if this is a decent thing. I want to see how it runs. 
Blunty had one of the best videos out there and best set of videos that he's been putting out for this device and just showcasing how it works. And I know that may not be to everyone's taste because a lot of people have the spec sheets and the teardowns and all that. But when you're trying to cater to a, you know, more viewership, more of an audience, you kind of were quote unquote, the mainstream audience. You can't be too technical because you're going to lose those people immediately. I'm not saying don't do the technical stuff, but just understand you're going to cut your audience in half because only the, the tech heads are going to care about a lot of the stuff. And again, I'm not saying don't do it, but you know, just keep that in mind. Uh, then they were asked about hardware functionality, customization. So like we have the capability of changing the thermal wattage and you know, all the TDP settings on the Steam Deck. So there, they do say that um, with the Ally, it has game profiles that allow for customization of hardware functionality, including TDP and other settings, on a per-game basis. So they, it's great that they have that. You know, I know a lot of people are probably going to be diving into that and tinkering with that. I'm going to be one of them because I'm going to have preferred settings for certain things. So it's good to know that they have that. And then one of the last things they answered was the microphone functionality features. So the ROG Ally is equipped with multiple microphones. It uh, has noise cancellation as well as cardioid in stereo modes on the microphone. So if you want to do like Skype calls or conference calls or video calls or video ch or, or audio chatting. So say like you install Discord on it and you want to play with a friend, but you also want to you know, plug in a pair of headphones and maybe not use the mic on your headphones. You use a mic that's built into the Asus ROG Ally and, you know, chat with your friends or just, you know, whatever you want to do. It does have microphones built on it. I don't expect those microphones to be great by any stretch of the mean, um, but it's an option that's there if you want. So that's... um that's about it uh, as far as the information that we got from um, Seuss from that uh, showcase that they get they did. Um, I'm trying to pull up Seuss the Kingdom because that's the next topic we're going to be diving into. Um, but yeah, that that's. Um, I feel like it was an okay stream. You know, I, I think they did the best that they could without having to go any, you know, beyond. And, and you know, they, they had a tough crowd. I'm just going to say that. That was a tough crowd that they were dealing with. You know, people felt uh, certain ways and they, they had to address them as best they could. And I think they did good for what they had. So, uh, hopefully there's some good information, some takeaways that y'all can get from that. Hopefully, you know, we can just, I'm just hoping we can get to, to the release date sooner because I'm just so ready to have my ROG ally. Um, I'm still going to use my, 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 uh, my Steam Deck, but I'm just really excited for the ROG ally. Now we're going to be going over to uh, Gamatsu to talk about um, 
the Tears of the Kingdom information. I'm trying to get rid of these commercials. There's so many damn ads when you're trying to like look at websites nowadays and it's it's annoying. Okay, this ad hopefully is done. I don't care about this. Get this crap off my screen. Okay, here we go. Get off my screen. Anyways. Alright. So, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. It <laughs> so 10 million in the first three days. That is astronomical, especially for the folks who are like because we, we got people who apparently hate Tears of the Kingdom because it's not Zelda. And these are the same people that are gonna be bitching and whining when Final Fantasy 16 comes in. Because that's not Final Fantasy. Yeah, whatever. But anyways, 10 million in three days is amazing. So it says uh, the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom sold over 10 million units in the three days since its launch on May 12, making it the fastest selling game in the history of the Legend of Zelda series. Nintendo announced, uh, with over 4 million copies sold in the Americas, it is also the fastest selling Switch game. Um, well, we got all these stupid ads that just keep popping up with me uh, repeatedly. Fastest sell- selling Switch game and. Uh, Nintendo game for any system in that territory. A total of 2.2, uh, 24 million units were sold in Japan. So that is absolutely insane. Which is interesting, too. I know a lot of people have issues with um, Tears of the Kingdom because, you know, there is the performance issues, which I'm not going to act like they don't exist. They do exist. Uh, I've run into a lot of, and I talked about that when I did my review of the game. I said there was a lot of performance issues with, you know, when you utilize Ultra Hand, you know, you start to get, you know, screen tearing, frame rate will drop from 30 down to, you know, as low as the teens. Like, I think I had 15 uh, frames per second at one point. So that will occur. And, you know, you had other issues with, like, uh, progress, like your progress, like being all glitchy and wonky and whatnot. And it's just, it's one of those things, you know. They did put out a patch as of yesterday or as of Friday um, May 29th, uh, May, not 29th, May 19th. They put out a patch which fixed a lot of the performance issues. It was a beefy one. So, uh, but I still have been running into those issues where it um, just isn't properly running, so to say. So, you know, this is more or less proof that it's time for the switch to get newer hardware. Um, I don't know when this, uh, according to leaks, and I try not to really dive too deeply into leaks, but according to leaks, um, we should be expecting a new or, or a switch successor in roughly, you know, probably announced in spring 2024 and maybe coming out in the summer or fall of 2024. I can see that happening. The Switch hardware is about six and a half, seven years old now. And 
the main reason that they're going to want to upgrade the hardware is for third-party support. Now, if you remember anything when it comes to the uh, Wii U and the Wii, look at the Wii. The Wii has stellar third-party support and a lot of shovelware, a lot of bloatware, uh, a lot of useless games, but they had the support for that platform. The Wii U did not. They had support at the beginning, and then it was just rough if you're a Wii U owner because you barely got anything. Nintendo first-party games are barely coming out at an acceptable rate. And, you know, for a great console, they just they marketed it poorly, and it, you know, it was, it was a massive commercial failure of a platform. So with the Switch, they came out of the gate, they had the third-party support, and, you know, the first year was amazing, but I have said before, and I will say it again, if the Switch did not come out with Breath of the Wild, which was a port, Tears of the Kingdom is the first in this engine for that was created for Breath of the Wild that was made for the Switch. Now, Breath of the Wild was made for the Wii U and it was ported to the Switch, which is why you had such performance issues on the Switch version in comparison to the Wii U version back in the day. So that was just something you just had to deal with. Um, although it was patched out as time went on and it started doing better. And I just noticed, what are you doing? I saw that my man's just I'm talking he's just chilling on the table I I don't know and then my whole bokeh effect is like acting wonky because I'm I'm not using OBS to record just like I normally do I'm using um I'm using uh talk studio which I'm a partner with I'm using their platform and the bokeh effect, and you can see how just messy it is behind me. I might as well just turn it off. Uh, yeah, I got a lot of stuff. I got a lot of cleaning to do. But anyways, um, I'm just going to turn it off. Just leave it. It's messy behind me. So, um, you know, Nintendo, this this has probably been some of the best support Nintendo's had for third parties since the Wii era. And going back further than that, the Super Nintendo era and the NES era. And we're at a point now where third-party games outside of like shovelware, they're not as you know quickly coming to the Switch. And it's mainly because a lot of them can't run on Switch. Uh it, it is what it is. That hardware was already old when the Switch came out, and it's ancient now in many ways. They're gaming phones, they're far more powerful than the Switch. And they can run games more powerfully than they can run on this. Well, not more powerfully, but smoother without any of the hiccups on a lot of these gaming phones. So it's time for a new uh, Switch to come out or a new Nintendo platform. I hope they stick with the Switch branding. And I would say because the Switch dock, I don't know how many people are aware of it, but the Switch OLED. OLED or OLED model dock can theoretically output to 4K. So if they can make 
a device that you can snap onto your Switch, which boosts the performance in a modular functionality, I'd be happy with it. I doubt that they will, but I think that that would be a great option to have. And I think that would do well without, you know, people needing to do anything additional because y'all just dropped a new Switch console that was a Series of the Kingdom Edition. And now you're about to come out and say, hey, here's another console. Come buy that. And if they don't do the marketing right, it's going to be a flaw. But I think the format Nintendo needs to stick with is the hybrid, the hybrid console uh, variation. And I also think that Nintendo, and I've said this before, as much as people keep saying that the Steam Deck is a Switch killer, it's not. It will never be a Switch killer. But what this is, is this allows Nintendo to know, hey, you can make a hybrid device that is still capable of running AAA games. And that is something that I do hope the Nintendo does. They use the Steam Deck or the RGLA or 80s gaming mobile PCs as a foundation for the successor to the Switch. And as far as pricing goes, I'm going to say, you know, 399 to four, you know, 449 within that ballpark range. I think if they try to shoot for 499 for a Nintendo console, it's got to at least be somewhere close to PS5 if they're going to shoot for that. Or, you know, Steam Deck. So that's what I'm saying, like 399, uh, 449. 499 is probably going to be too much. But, you know, the Steam Deck. And these portable game PCs, I think, should be the foundation for which Nintendo builds their next device off of. It needs to be... We already know Nintendo doesn't need a lot of power to run their first-party games. That's great. Nintendo needs to give a platform that is sufficient enough to allow third-party games. Not these cloud versions. I know a lot of people hate cloud versions coming to the Switch, but the Switch hardware can't run a lot of these games natively. You know we've seen issues where like even a game as old as Alan Wake, you know, the Alan Wake uh, remastered that came out and came to switch runs like ass looks horrible. Um, and then there are other games too, like that are from the 360 era, which is, that's something that's so interesting to me. Like you have games that are from the 360 era that reported to the switch and they've run like hot shit. I just, yeah, Nintendo just needs a new, more powerful device, in my opinion. Um, one, it doesn't have to be the most powerful thing out there. It doesn't need to be a PS5 or a Xbox Series X, but it needs to be above a Xbox Series S and right there in between Steam Deck 1 and ROG Ally. That's because they already said they're working on another Steam Deck. So that's why I think that needs to be. And if Nintendo does it right, they got another winner on their hands. But Nintendo has always been a company that can have one good generation and fuck up the next one. So we don't know. We'll see. But that's everything for this episode of Decked Up. Hopefully y'all enjoyed this episode. I know this one's coming a little bit later than normal, but hopefully y'all enjoyed it. Uh, if you did and you're watching it on YouTube, make sure you like it, comment, subscribe. You know, share it around. And if you're listening to it on any of the audio podcasts, uh, platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Pandora, 
you know, Amazon Music, whatever you're listening to it on, make sure you follow the podcast, share it around with someone. And if you want to support what we're doing, you really enjoy the content we're putting out. Um, you know, we got Patreon. Become a Patreon supporter today. We also got channel memberships on YouTube, and we do have um, well, options on Spotify as well if you want to support the show. So all that being said, I'm signing out. Hopefully y'all enjoyed this episode, and uh, I'll catch y'all on the next one. I know this one's a little meatier than typical, and I did have bullet points, which I was reading off of, so I can remember. I didn't want to have this be like a long rambling one, but uh, yeah, you know. I, I, I want to also use this new software, but apparently this has issue with the uh, the portrait bouquet effect that the Mac has built in. But all that being said, hopefully y'all enjoyed it. I'll see y'all in the next one. Stay safe. Be blessed. Have aloha. And uh, I'll see y'all around because I got to clean my house. So what happens when you got kids and animals. And y'all saw that cat? That cat was on the table. That motherfucker was rude. Anyways. I'll see y'all in the next one. Peace.